You have just downloaded the Barbecue Central show, which airs live every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central show is brought to you by Sucklebusters. You can find them at sucklebusters.com. Also by the Barbecue Guru, creators of automatic pit temperature control technology. They can be found at the BBQ guru.com or call them 800-288-GURU and by the CHOPS Power Injector System the 2015 Barbecue Tool of the Year at the NBBQA find them at barbecuekansascity.com and by Butcher Barbecue from injections to rubs to sauces always trust your butcher at butcherbbq.com and by Big Papa Smokers, your one-stop online shop for everything and anything that has to do with barbecue. Their website is BigPapaSmokers.com. And by Cook Shack Pellet and Electric Grills. Visit them at PelletCooker.com or CookShack.com or call them 800-423-0698. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour. 31 cities, 500000 in cash to be won. Find out more at kcbs.us slash samstour. And by Cookin' Pellets, you can buy Cookin' Pellets at cookinpellets.com. You can also visit amazon.com to purchase as well. And by Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet grills on the market today. You can visit them at greenmountaingrills.com. And by iGrill. The Bluetooth grilling thermometer that allows you to monitor temperatures from 150 feet away. Use promo code CENTRAL for 15% off your purchase at iDevicesInc.com. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central. So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. All right, good evening, and welcome to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show. This is the show that talks about all things important in the world of barbecue and grilling. We broadcast live and direct from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I'm your program host, Greg Rempe. Happy to have you aboard here on your Tuesday. Hey, you want to jump into the show tonight? More than happy to have you dial in a phone call, 216-220-0966. You can also email the show, greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, which is thebbqcentralshow.com. And here's what's happening on the show tonight. Coming up in about 13 minutes from now, a first-timer to the show, a purveyor maker creator of arguably one of the most impressive and popular cookers out there on the market today oh by the way i did say cookers so we are kind of uh, revisiting and rekindling the 
Let's talk about Cooker's Talk here on the show that we've been doing for a number of weeks. We go can on this bitch and go with Tim Shear Gateway Drum Smokers at 914. You're damn right, Doug, it is a nice shirt. And it's black, by the way. You're very, Doug, very worried about me being a racist. Uh, coming up at 935, somebody that makes a stupendous accessory for your grill or smoker. He's been on the show before. It's been a while, so I thought we'd have him back on. Brad Barrett from Grill Great will be joining us. That's right. That's right. Then we're going to move to the second hour, and we will have our monthly first Tuesday of the month guest, Ray Lampy for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Lots of questions actually coming in since our last checkup with the doctor. So looking forward to talking with Ray. And at 10.35, maybe you didn't know it, World Food Championships are kicking off tonight. We are going to be talking with the defending barbecue world food champion, Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q. It's jam-packed. It's live, local, and late-breaking, and you can get in. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com if you want to get in tonight. All right, blast off an email. Everybody know the show's on. A couple different places to send them to, or Facebook or Twitter, by the way, if you want to let everybody know. TheBBQCentralShow.com is a place to get the audio stuff. That's the main website. You can get video, OutdoorCookingChannel.com slash watch-now. And Roku as well. Go to the App Store for your particular IP television device. If Outdoor Cooking Channel is there, please, by all and every means, download it immediately, if not sooner. And you can start enjoying not only this show live every Tuesday from 9 to 11, but a lot of the other shows that actually are live. And you can get the video uh, replays as well. So those are the things you want to do to promote this show live tonight. Also on YouTube. I have no idea exactly uh, where it is on YouTube. I don't know. Where is it? I I want to give crazy kudos to the show that just ended before me, Whiskey Bend Barbecue in the Pit. They are broadcasting live and direct from the World Food Championships in Celebration, Florida. Boom. Boom. Chad Ward holding it down in a live sense. Griff at the right and creator of the Outdoor Cooking Channel, Kevin Bevington, also sitting in for two hours. So uh, that was really cool to actually watch. Uh, Not only was it cool because they were at the World Food Championships. You know, never mind the fact they got like zero guests. We're not going to talk about that. However, it was really cool to hear kind of, you know, some, some old stories, if you will, of uh, Kevin and what it was like when he was cutting his teeth on the competition circuit. And, you know, for the folks that don't know who Kevin Bevington is and home barbecue, homebbq.com, all that good stuff, it's worth your while to Google it and see what kind of a dominating force he was on the circuit. I mean, we don't use the term, you know, living legend a lot on this show, but as far as what Kevin did, you know, for a good five, six, seven years, especially well, a five-year stretch for sure when he won FBA Team of the Year five years in a row, but also was very, very like top five in KCBS Team of the Year uh, the same years that he was winning FBA. So uh, d- d- circumstances beyond anybody's control. There's just not a lot of KCBS stuff down there in uh, Florida. So uh, really cool to hear those stories again. And uh, Chad did a really good job hosting uh, for those two hours live down in Celebration. 
lot of people wondering, why am I not down there? Uh, I mean, look, I live in Cleveland, uh, everybody. Hey, everybody. Nobody know that? I'm not a let's jump in with both feet on something that hasn't happened in a new place before and we've never done it. I'm a little bit more of a hand wringer in that. I, I really value, uh, I'm not saying, let me preface this by saying I don't think Chad thinks like this. Uh, Chad's local there, so it's a little bit different. Uh, but I, I really value the quality of this show. And if I have never been anywhere before where I know that this show is going to translate from Cleveland to wherever it is on location and I'm not going to lose any kind of audio quality, video quality, or anything like that, or I have the ability to do the guests and book guests and all this other stuff. You know, I just didn't have the lead up to that. So I wasn't very comfortable uh, taking time out of work during the friggin' week and getting down there. That's not to say that next year when things have a year underneath the belt and I'm getting feedback from guys that are out there with boots on the ground in celebration right now saying, hey, this is something that's really worthwhile. Maybe we block out a week. Maybe we go down. I mean, who wouldn't want to see... Me and Chad hosting shows together, and then we're going opposite of each other. I'll get a three-hour block. He gets a three-hour block, and we're chasing down not only the barbecue people, but the burger cooks and the dessert cooks and the pasta cooks and all that other stuff. There has to be some value in there for the creator of the World Food Championships, uh, a.k.a. Mike McLeod. So uh, I'll, I'll get my feedback over the next seven days, and you know we'll see what it's like. By the way, I mean, seven days. Does the World Food Championship need seven days? That's a long time. Who can afford to take a week off of work anymore? Is that your vacation? Sure, not everybody's taking the week off. But, I mean, you know, that's a lot. There's a lot of really big competitions that have taken place a couple weeks in advance, a.k.a. the American Royal, the Jack Daniels, Sam's Club. So World Food Championships is kind of bringing it up here in the end. Not saying that it is not a great competition because certainly it is, and people want to win it. But I'm saying, you know, after those big three, I mean, that's that's really big. Plus, it's all the way down in the southeast. So for the teams that are going to be making that hike, I mean, that's a big commitment for them. So we'll see what it's like. We'll see what it's like. I'll get the evaluation from people that are down there, and maybe next year we have live shows, the Barbecue Central show live on Tuesdays, and then maybe we we make up shows as they go along during the week. I mean. The, the framework, the structure is there. We've seen it. You saw it for two hours right before the show if you tuned in the Outdoor Cooking Channel. So I think there could be a lot of really good stuff in the offing, but we'll see how it goes. Switching gears. Let me thank Anella Kelso, again, the nice folks at Snake River Farms, for putting on that free shipping special for the Centralites last week, and especially for giving away a free brisket on the show. I mean, I got emails like crazy. People were calling in at the very end of the show to win free brisket, which goes to show you how much value a free brisket has in the industry right now. And we'll certainly have Anella back on to talk about the other products that we didn't get to. So I'm looking forward to that. Let me get this out early before we go to break. I want to give credit to Central Light and great idea man Don Hopkins for bringing this idea to the table as well. Next season, 2016, turn your ears on if you're a competitor. Next season, I would like to snag two teams and follow them during their contest season. Have them on the show like twice a month. Go over what's working at the contest they were at, what's not. A complete insider's look at what a team goes through during their season. 
both on the competition end and, you know, maybe personal thing, kind of like that season one of Barbecue Pitmaster. So I'm looking for one team that's going to really put the pedal to the metal, do upwards of 30-plus contests, all that good stuff. And then I'm also looking for a team that might be in that 20 contest range. I think it'd be fun. Please understand, this show is not financially sponsoring anybody that would potentially partner for this potential operation. However, one could possibly put a price tag on being on the air on this show regularly for a season, right? I mean, that is priceless, to say the least. So, if you're interested in being a team, and I'm looking for 30-plus and, you know, right around that 20, we're going to follow you from the first contest to your last contest, get all the inner workings. Man, I think it's going to be fun. So, if you're interested, let me know. Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. We got Tim Shear coming up out of the break. Let me talk to you quickly first about Suckle Busters, the award-winning barbecue rub sauces, chili kits, and Texas gunpowder. Preferred by competition barbecue cooks, Texas-based, 100% made in the USA. Products have won hundreds of industry awards, including two first-place decisions at the American Royal Barbecue Sauce Contest. That's a World Series of Barbecue, by the way. New from Suckle Busters, we talked about it for weeks now, Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. That's right, folks. Based on Suckle Busters' award-winning Honey Barbecue Sauce, this is a thin barbecue glaze and finishing sauce made especially for competition ribs and chicken. Super sweet, not spicy, super red because they use that especial American paprika for bright red color. Here's how you use it. Brush it on the last 5 to 10 minutes of cooking. It's going to leave a nice glossy red sheen on the meat and an extra layer of sweet flavor. Take your competition ribs and chicken to a whole nother level. Available at local barbecue stores or online at sucklebusters.com. If you would like to try a free bottle of the Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce, shoot me an email, and in the subject line, put WFC2015. WFC2015. You can get yourself a free bottle of the Suckle Busters Honey Barbecue Glaze and Finishing Sauce. Sales at SuckleBusters.com. If you want to email Dan to buy, you can also call him, 972-393-9509. That's 972-393-9509. 9509 or sales at sucklebusters.com or just visit the website sucklebusters.com easy peasy Japanese alright we're coming back with Tim Shear from Gateway Drum Smokers who's ready for another pit interview I know I, I know I am stick around I'll be right back Live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. 216-220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers on the market today. If you're looking for a big one to house a lot of food, they got one for you. How about something medium-sized? They got you covered there, too. 
Something to take on those tailgates. We're right in the middle of it. Yeah, they got those too. They can also supply you with premium pellets to fire those cookers as well. Check them out at GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. I love mine. You could love yours as well. I'll tell you who loves their new Green Mountain Grill. My brother loves his Green Mountain Grill. Come on. Get yours. Wi-Fi enabled. Are you kidding me? You don't even get out of bed to change your temperatures and monitor the internal temperatures of your meat. So GreenMountainGrills.com. All right. Uh, joining me now. You know, for the past handful of weeks, I've been pounding out the pit builder sector very hard. My next guest will be added to the archive this evening. And his pit is one of the fastest growing, most talked about pits on the circuit today. Teams using them in conjunction with another cooker or teams have gone 100% to canned cookers. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline. Welcome first timer to the show, the uh, creator of the Gateway Drum Smoker. Tim Shear joining me here on the show. Tim, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How you doing, bud? Doing absolutely fabulous, Tim. Really appreciate you making time for the show tonight. And I guess before we get into the uh, intricacies of the GDS, a uh, little background about you. You know how you got into the whole barbecue business. Something you always been around, or is this something you kind of jumped into a little bit later in life? <laughs> yeah, Greg. I've definitely always been around barbecue. You know, I was born and raised on a hog farm out here in East Central Missouri, so I've cooked everything from pork chops, pork steaks, pork burgers, pork, pretty much pork everything around my house ever since I was old enough to light the grill. So, Were you raising um, them uh, Were you raising them and then and butchering them too? Uh, you know, I did a lot of, um, you know, we had one of the largest hog farms in, in the state of Missouri, so okay. raising them and sending them off for the most part, but I've um, definitely been been around it my whole life, and, and uh, you know, I was always a guy at home, you know, uh, firing up the Weber kettle and, and Burning something, so you know, started early and and I kind of stuck with it and everything, and then we started doing a few small comps around the area and stuff, and and it really took off from there. So, how far or uh, how long ago did you start competing? You know, we did our first uh, little backyard competition probably about five years ago. We did it over here at a local winery, and uh, I'm pretty sure we finished fourth out of fifth, uh, fourth out of five teams, but um, probably had the most fun I've ever had in my life, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we did it on a bunch of old janky smokers and everything. And then, you know, I came back and I had already ordered a huge pit, you know, and I'm not sure if I told my wife I did that or not, but we showed up and the guy was here dropping it off right when we got back in the contest. And, um, you know, $4,000 later I was in the, in over my head. So, you know, that's how it all started. And it's been, you know, it's been a cool, cool hobby for us. And we've had a blast watching it grow into something that we've never even dreamed of being a part of. So. Tim Shear joining me here on the show from Gateway Drum Smokers. Uh, a couple different places to send you here. Uh, the main website for Tim is gatewaydrumsmokers.com. And I do want to thank Tim for making a special that's going to be running here for a little bit. Uh, 10% off site-wide when you go to Gateway Drum Smokers. And when you're checking out, use code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, and you'll get 10% off your uh, off your purchases there. So we certainly appreciate that, Tim. Um, you know, the UDS, or Ugly Drum Smoker, has been a very popular style of cooker in the barbecue industry for, you know, a number of years now. However, over the past few years, there has been, let's say, sexier versions introduced into the market. Of course, Pit Barrel comes to mind, and uh, the, the Gateway Drum Smoker obviously leaps to mind as well. Did you feel that there was something lacking in the UDS market or something that you could bring to the table that the other UDS-type cookers just weren't delivering to the market well yeah i mean 
you know, how it all happened, you know, I was cooking on a pellet smoker, um, you know, after I sold that first pit, or I gave up on the first pit that I had to be a stick burner. It was, um, causing me to stay up all night and everything. And, and that wasn't cool for me because we were traveling a lot and we had, you know, kids and everything that we always brought and everything. And I just, you know, I couldn't stay up all night and drive home the next day and, and be able to operate. So, um, you know, we started cooking on a pellet smoker and we did that for a little while and had okay results, but you know, it was just too boring for me. I like, you know, I like to be hands on. I can't, I can't stop messing with stuff when I'm cooking and everything and everybody knows that, but, um, you know, I got bored with the pellet smoker and, you know, we were doing okay, but not great. So, you know, we were, you know, we're cooking around mid Missouri and everything, which was kind of the UDS capital, I think, Kansas city area and everything. And, um, you know, a buddy of mine, um, from here in town, uh, Jeff Brinker, he, he kind of forced it upon me to show me the UDS that he had and everything. So he, he brought it over to my shop one day and said, I'm going to cook you the best ribs you've ever had in your life. I'm going to do it in two hours, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was on the phone with him. I said, you know, that's the dumbest thing I've heard anybody say in my life, you know, leave me alone. I'm busy. <laughs> I got other stuff to do, but you know, sure enough, he came over and, uh, forced him upon me and, and, uh, you know, he was right. They were the best I've ever had. <laughs> and he, you know, I, I sat there and looked at that ugly drum smoke and was like, dude, we can fix this, you know? And, and, uh, you know, we created the, the first gateway drum smoker, you know, we made it, you know, redesigned it and, and, um, you know, made it more reliable for a competition. And, uh, lo and behold, that year we won first place ribs in the American Royal. I guess that's kind of, and that dovetails nicely into my next question, which was, you know, from taking Jeff's idea or, you know, he, him showing up and cooking you the, the best ribs that you had on that cooker. How long does it take you to go from that initial prototype to something that you felt confident enough selling into the market? Because, I mean, that's your reputation out there. Yeah, it you know, it took a little bit of tweaking. Um, you know, what we did first had, had you know, gave us a real good head start and everything. Um, I tried insulating and all this other extra stuff that I thought might make it better, you know. Um, you know, if a little bit is good, a lot's got to be better. No, that's not necessarily the case. Uh for this so we, we try to keep it real simple and try to keep it um, you know easily functional where anybody can use it there's not a lot of moving parts um, and that's kind of the beauty of it it's, it's simple and it works um, and it's fast gatewaydrumsmokers.com is the website if you want to check it out here and uh, we're talking with tim Shear, by the way so talk to me about its simpleness and its easiness talk to me about the makeup the operation both from i guess getting it fired up and then kind of maintaining that temperature uh, temperature throughout doing the actual cooks. Right. So, you know, we fire up for a typical contest around 630. I'll light the fire. Um, and in 15 minutes, we're ready to put meat on. So, you know, we start, we put charcoal in the bottom of it. We use a starter cube right on top, light a little bit of coals. Once that starter cube burns out in 15 minutes, it's basically ready to roll. So I'll have meat on by 645, 7 o'clock at the latest. Um, you know, and we're up and rolling. It takes maybe 30 minutes to get up to temp to where we want it to. Um, but, you know, we're, we're ready to roll in about 30 minutes at the most. So. You know, Tim, every video that I have been seeking out in regards to the GDS and preparation for the interview tonight shows it being fired up with lump. Um, have you also used briquettes and, and found that they don't work as well? Is it just more of a, a coincidence that everybody I see is using lump and, and not briquettes? What do you find there? Well, the deal is the briquettes, you know, are going to, well, the lump is going to burn a lot cleaner than the briquettes will, okay? So what we're looking for in the gateway drum is, is a real clean, hot fire, okay? If we want flavor or smoke, 
you know, we'll, we'll add a one or two chunks of wood and we'll get all the smoke we need. We'll get a beautiful smoke ring, you know, all that, you know, and, it, and our meat's only in the smoke for about two hours before we wrap it in the foil. So, you know, you don't want, everything is intensified when you're cooking on the drum, They're, you know, you're, it's a speed cooker. So everything happens the same as it would on a regular cooker, but it just happens that much faster and that much more intense. So, um, you don't want to dirty it up with, you know, dirty charcoal or some off smelling toxic flavor that might come from a briquette. Tim, talk to me a little bit about the, you know, the actual pieces that make up the, the cooker itself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, the basic drum smoker is going to come, um, with two air intakes on the side, we've developed, uh, you know, our intakes are longer. They, they develop a downdraft, so they, they draw incredibly well. Um, they come with a fire basket, um, insulating ring around that basket and, um, you know, and, and a grate to start with. So, I mean, it's, it's so simple to, to get started. We do have extra accessories. Um, you know, we've had a lot of success this season, um, with our hanging accessory for ribs. We, you know, we hook them and hang them vertically over the fire which has been a, you know, a really cool way to cook them. It's, it's a lot of fun and it's really easy. Um, we have, some, you know, like a diffuser plate or, you know, you can add a water pan or anything like that too as, as well. And you can also add multiple grates up to three, three levels in the cooker. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ways to use it depending on, um, you know, how you want to use it. You can also add a, a like a guru or a pitmaster IQ to it, which will, you know, even, you know, help you maintain temps, you know, a lot easier and stuff. If you want to run low and slow, I'd suggest using that. So, you know, there's, you know, it's a lot of ways to use it. It's just uh, picking your style and, and um, you know, what works for you and, and, and uh, how you want to use it and where you want to use that. You know, Tim, you mentioned those, uh, those side air intakes. And, you know, I look at it from a consumer's point of view, and I'm like, wow, that thing looks badass. And you got these two pipes coming up, and it's got a, a whole very unique, like, three-arm, three-head look situation. Did did you make aesthetically the the intakes that high? I guess, or uh, and then you just found that they they worked that well, or was it design first? And oh, by the way, it just happens to look really effing cool. Well, Greg, that's a good point. We did it because we didn't want to bend over to adjust the air intakes. Um, so you lazy know, bastards! Lazy. All right, <laughs> don't haunt me, Greg. Don't haunt me. That's great. I'm going good so far. Hey. uh... So, you know, we did that, so we didn't have to adjust it, you know, the been over to Justin, but, you know, it ends up, we we developed a serious um, draw on the cooker by doing that and everything. So it burns incredibly well. When we cook, we've got about a quarter inch of air, you know, gap on our intakes, and we'll run 300 degrees. So, you know, your fuel um, efficiency is second to none on this thing. I mean, we used to burn, I mean, 10 pounds of lump charcoal would last 12 hours, so. You know, if you wanted to keep it rolling, you know, it's at 275 to 300 degrees. So, you know, it'll burn, you know, real efficiently. And, uh, you know, it just makes it so easy to use like that. When when you're automatically drawing like that, you don't have to rely on power. You know, you don't have to rely on, you know, the gurus or the electricity or anything else going wrong. You know, wires in your way or anything like that. So, you know, it makes it easy and, you know, it makes it fun to use. You can, you know, for, for as long as we're cooked for big meats and everything, you know, I can sit there and look at a cooker and make an adjustment or two or flip it if I need to or whatever. You know, I have to rely on getting beat that or uh, is my electricity plugged in or whatever. So, uh, you know, that's what I like about it. You know, it's easy to use and it's, and it's fun to cook on. 
Tim Shear from Gateway Drum Smokers joining us here on the show, talking about his cooker, the Gateway Drum Smoker, which can be found at gatewaydrumsmokers.com. Don't forget the 10% off special that's going on right now. If you go to gatewaydrumsmokers.com and you order something, just put in code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, you get 10% off your order. Uh, Tim, the thing that I hear most from teams that use this GDS, hell, you referenced it yourself here about three or four minutes ago, was, you know, hey, I don't have to show up to the cook site until like 6 a.m., 6.30, fire it up. You know, Hot and Fast has certainly seen its rise in regards to cooking methods and the competition scene. Teams use it these days, and it appears that GDS is certainly trying to capitalize on that. Uh, again, you know, strictly a design thing, or did you just found? Did you just find that uh, it cooks its best and it's at its peak when it's running a little bit hotter? Well, yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of uh, you know we call it the magic happens at 300 degrees on our pit. Okay, so there's a lot of things that go into that. We've got a we've got the radiant heat off the fire. We've got a major convection going on. You know, with everything being round, um, so you know we've got you know, the intensity of the meat dripping and, and the, and the uh, you know, the fat dripping on the coals, which vaporizes and provides flavor on the meat, you know, and moisture. So, you know, you've got three or four things that go together there um, that allow us to cook hot and fast. And, and every pit doesn't work like that, you know, so it's all about, you know, using your pit how it works the best and, and uh, learning your pit and, and using it like that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I love it because I don't have to stay up all night. You know, we can sit up and uh, have a good time at a barbecue contest and, and get a good night's sleep and, and wake up at 6 o'clock, 6.30, and, and get ready to roll and stuff. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's awesome for that. I mean, you know, the whole insane can posse thing started with, uh, you know, my buddy Jeff and I, we went to a contest over, in, you know, near the Lake of the Ozarks one time, and, uh, you know, we left my house at, I think, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, got there at about 7 and started cooking. You know, and, you know, everybody runs over, hey, do you guys need help, blah, 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 you know, and, and we were fine. We had a, we had two cans of truck and, and uh, six pieces of chicken and whatever else we had, you know, but, you know, we ended up winning the contest and, and stuff. So after that, it was pretty much, you guys are on your own if you're going to do that crap. So um, <laughs> anyway, you know, it's been fun and, and um, you know, hot and fast has come a long way. There's a, I think there's a different flavor, different texture and, and a different concept to it. And especially with injections and the, and the higher end meats and stuff like that. I mean, you can, you know, you can get by with hot and fast a lot easier than you used to be able to. Do you think, and I've heard from the guys that use it, uh, whether they're all, you know, straight can users or whether they're using the can for particular meats in their program, that the GDS provides this signature flavor. And you were just talking a couple minutes ago about the uh, convection uh, situation because of the draw and the exhaust and the, uh, the, the fat dripping down on the coals and all that. So, uh, is that really the, the, the thing that lends to the signature flavor or are there other things happening that, uh, that give that GDS its own unique flavor profile, if you will? Yeah. Well, I mean, some guys have a better signature flavor than others, but um, you know, what you're talking about, I think is, is the fat dripping over the coals. It's kind of an old school barbecue flavor. You know, everybody loves their mom and dad's food when they had it in the backyard the first time. I mean, that's what we're all dreaming of. Okay. So this, this is the closest replication that you'll get of that. Um, it's, you know, it's cooking meat over coals. I mean, it's basic barbecue one-on-one, but, um, it's a flavor that was lost for a while when you got an offset or a pellet burner or whatever that you're not, you know, you're not getting that flavor. And, you know, some of it's some of that flavor is good, and too much of it can be a bad thing. So you got to be able to manage that, and uh, 
you know, like you said, you've, you've got to learn how to use that cooker and, and uh, use it to your advantage. Talk to me about the models that you have available and what the price points are. Yeah, I mean, our main our main seller is the 55-gallon drum. Um, you know, we make it in four standard colors. Uh, it retails for $7.99, uh, free shipping, everything to your door. So, um, you know, that's our biggest seller for competition and everything. And then we also make a 30-gallon model, an 18-inch straight, uh, which is great for tailgating or, you know, easy transportation and everything. And that's about, uh, I think it's six forty nine free shipping. The other thing that I think a lot of people find endearing to the GDS is the amazing amount of uh, ability to customize. It isn't just a black barrel that shows up. I mean, you can go and put your logo. I mean, I've seen every friggin' option that you could possibly see on a, on a, on a drum-style smoker on yours. Um, it, is that part of the process with you and, and what steps do you need to go through as a, you know, for somebody that's a potential buyer to say, Hey, you know, I want the barbecue central logo on my, uh, on my, on my can or whatever my team's logo on my can. How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, um, you know, like I said, our, our main market started out being in the competition world. So, you know, everybody has pride and everybody wants to look cool. And, yep. you know, I guess I got to give my wife credit for that. The, the first one we made, she said, well, why don't you paint it shake and bake blue and, and put our logo on. And I said, well, that's a pretty good idea. Let's do it. So, um, you know, that kind of started it all. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we just kind of ran with that. You know, we try to make it simple on, on guys. If you have a logo, send it to us. We've got a, a graphics department and everything that, that uh, you know, can resize the logos and everything and put them right on. And, um, you know, it, it it helps, you know, it helps, you know, the teams have pride in their, in their cookers and everything. It helps us, and, um, you know, and it looks cool. So, you know. Um, you know, appearance is a point too. How much extra does that add to the overall cost or is that, you know, specific to whatever you're really looking to do? Yeah. I mean, we've got a basic, you know, our, our smokers come with a standard logo plate on them. So, um, you know, a basic team logo is, is like a $50 upcharge. Um, and we've done everything under the moon, like you said, I mean, uh, full custom paint jobs and everything. And, and they're just quoted, you know, just on, on a, on a per, per case basis, you know, so, you know, you can get crazy with it or you can keep it simple. Um, they still work the same. Lead times in regards to cookers, uh, you got enough stock here where if you put in an order, you're shipping them out pretty quick or are they kind of, you know, hand manufactured uh, piece by piece? Uh, we've got a pretty good inventory right now. Um, you know, I'm a little worried about that 10% rampy deal. I think, I think they're going to fly off tomorrow. So let's hope fingers busy, crossed, but, uh, right? <laughs> let's hope fingers crossed. Yeah, I hope so. But no, we're doing good, man. We've got a pretty good production crew and everything, and uh, you know we've got inventory. But you know, I think custom is usually you know a minimum two weeks usually. In regards to new products, uh, anything that you're working on, or is this kind of the the flagship that you're going to be running with for a while? As far as smokers, um, you know, we're we're always kind of tweaking and and you know adding accessories and stuff like that, and and trying to think of new things, but. For the most part, I mean, you know, we love the design and, and where it's going, and, and we love the feedback that everybody's been giving us. And, and you know, as far as that goes, we couldn't be more appreciative of uh, all the teams and all the, um, you know, just customers that we've had over the last two or three years that have used these smuggers and, and, and helped us grow the, you know, grow the business and, and spread the word about it. I mean, you know, guys like the boat rides and, and, uh, you know, Jeff Brinker and Brad was getting basic. I mean, they jumped on early 
you know, Nate with Brewmasters and all these guys that introduced us to drum cooking and everything. And, you know, they jumped on early and they, you know, they really helped us uh, spread the word. And, um, you know, and they got some pretty good wins out of them, too. Tim Shear is the creator of Gateway Drum Smokers. You can find him at gatewaydrumsmokers.com. And uh, as Tim mentioned here a couple minutes ago, uh, you can get 10% off the site. If you if you buy the whole site, you can get 10% off the site. Gatewaydrumsmokers.com when you use promo code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E. Uh, Tim, really appreciate you coming on tonight, man, and learn about the uh, Gateway Drum Smoker. Let's do it again. Yeah, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. All right, you got it. There he is. Tim Shear from Gateway Drum Smokers. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, have you, if you haven't seen them, go to gatewaydrumsmokers.com just to look at all of the cool customization that people have done when they've bought theirs. Some of them have that logo plate that he was talking about, and some of them have the whole can is decked out. They got like an insane can posse, whole can situation. I think uh, uh, Rub Bagby from Swamp Boys has like a whole can situation. It's it's worth a checkout, plus 10% when you go to gatewaydrumsmokers.com and you use my last name, Rempe, R-E-M-P-E. If you do that, by the way, shoot me, me, copy me in on like a receipt or something. I want to see I want to see what you're getting. Fast Eddie's by Cook Shack's Pellet Grill is a smoker and grill all-in-one. That's right. It is 100% stainless steel, wood-burning, pellet-fired cooker that uses direct and indirect heat up to 800 degrees. It is the only pellet grill on the market using charbroiler technology. It features electronically controlled temperature to eliminate large heat fluctuations that dry and shrink meat. A pellet grill can barbecue, grill, bake, roast, sear, and smoke. Cookshank has two models of pellet grills to choose from. The PG-1000 features a fully insulated double-wall rolled hood for superior heat retention, fuel savings, and maximum cooking performance. The PG-500 features a two-way swing lid, pellet drop, and utensil holder. Both of these cookers have many great features, including 784 square inches of cooking space, easy side-loading pellet hopper, fully automated wood pellet feed system, stainless steel cooking grates on the direct zone cooking side that produce killer-looking sear marks, nickel-plated grill on the indirect and top racks. How about a drip bucket? How about pellet ash drawer? How about 100% stainless steel construction and a warming drawer? Yeah, all of that. 40 pounds of Cook Shack hickory pellets as well, plus the untested undeniable, unadulterated awesome of 30-day money-back guaranteedness. It is the versatile pellet cooker that adds full flavor to your recipes, including fajita ribs, chicken, steak, dessert sides, large cuts of meat, you name it. It can do it all, including cold smoking. Grilling with wood pellets penetrates the food with an intense, smoky flavor. It gives you that wood smoke flavor you're looking for. When you cook with wood pellets... The fuel is consistent and the smoke more flavorful for recipes, how-to videos. Check out Cookshack's YouTube channel or the cooking guide on their website, cookshack.com. That's cookshack.com. You can also call them 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. All right, Brad Barrett from Grill Grade coming up. Stand by. Get in the smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all, all of your pellet-driven cookers. You can buy them 
at cookandpellets.com, C-O-O-K-I-N, cookandpellets.com. Or you can visit a little upstart website called amazon.com to purchase as well. My brother just purchased Cook and Pellets from Amazon uh, last week, so he's very happy about that whole situation, believe it or not. Cookandpellets.com, that's cookandpellets.com or amazon.com. All right, my next guest has a wonderful product. I'm not going to waste any time with the lead-up, and rather, let's get right to the guest. Let's go ahead and race over to the hotline and uh, welcome in a friend of the show, creator of Grill Grates, Brad Barrett, joining me here on the show. Brad, how are you, buddy? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm doing absolutely, doing absolutely fabulous, fabulous uh, Brad, uh, and appreciate you joining me tonight. Uh-oh. I'm getting a little feedback here. Can I uh, hang up on you and uh, call you right back, see if we can eliminate sure. that? All right, hold on one second. Was I the only one ready to rip my eyeballs out for that? Or we'll see how it goes here. Brad. A little better. Beautiful. Seamless and timely. All right, Brad, so let's start at the beginning here because you offer, uh, and, and by the way, ask Kiss Alert uh, just for everybody listening and watching, because you offer such a wonderful product. You know, my biggest complaint about grills slash cookers in general are inevitably the grates themselves. You know, some come with very nice options, undoubtedly, but most kind of, well, suck and at some point you'll have to replace them and typically you're replacing them with like the same mediocre to crappy product that is on the yep. replacement time frame right from jump street when you drop it in the cooker again so is that ultimately what leads to this genesis of grill grates baron i think you're right there it's kind of funny the, the grill grates never been a point of innovation let's give it that and yes, we recognize, and myself and a couple other folks realized that it could be improved. What we didn't realize is what a big difference it was going to make. Um, so here we sit eight years later, actually 10, when I figure you guys had a year in before we launched it. Um, I'm just thrilled. But your reaction is what most people have, Greg. It, people are tickled to death. I mean, it's nice to have people love your product. I mean, it, it makes the day go a lot by a lot easier, you know, when people like what your product does, and we're very fortunate. Brad Barrett from Grill Grace joining me. The website, by the way, grillgrate.com, if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Um, Brad, when you are disenchanted with any other options at the Grill Grates, or maybe you're just not even happy with what you have to offer right out of the box. You love the cooker, you love everything about it, except you don't like the grates, and you're finally starting to mull over, well, what am I going to do to change the industry? I mean, how does it begin? I mean, I'm always interested in, you know, in, in the genesis of ideas and, and how they kind of cultivate and they prototype and boom, all of a sudden they're out on the market. So kind of lead me down that path if you could. Creationism, and this is the thing about entrepreneurs thing I don't think people realize, it's messy as hell. Yeah. It's, it's part stumbling, it's part screwing up, it's part all of a sudden you have to do something because you're, if you don't, you're, you're going to always wonder. Um, this product had a genesis that predated me in a sense. Um, it was designed originally, and I discovered it in a different form with no holes in it for electric grills. And if this guy had really kept going, he would have owned George Foreman. So I repurposed Whoa. a pretty cool idea, uh, added holes, the tool, and a lot of other stuff. But So the genesis wasn't all me, but it was a recognition that, wow, there's a pro this product can make a big difference. And that's kind of the mission we're on now, Greg, is that we are – out to prove that the grate is the most important part of a grill. Was it always aluminum, the, the, 
material that your particular yes. product is, is aluminum. So that wasn't something that was like raw cast iron or, or some other type of material in the beginning. And you realize that, hey, great idea here. But if we make this tweak in material, we're going to take it to the next level. No, it was always aluminum. Aluminum is the most conductive metal out there. And, and from a cooking standpoint, it's, it's far superior than steel, cast iron or other items. It's a little more expensive and it, it's a little more production uh, cost. But at the end of the day, that's part of the secret. The con- it, it heats up very quickly. It's much more uniform. Uh, aluminum was where they first carried electricity on, you know, before copper was more uh, generally. In fact, copper really is the only other metal that's more conductive. So, no, aluminum's part of the secret. But the design is, too. There's, there's quite a bit that happens to that design. Is, is the design itself holding any number of patents or, you know, I mean, yeah. like, how is, uh, how is it protected to ensure have, that you kind of have, have some domination? Took a while, but it's a broad patent. It's a system patent. So, in fact, it covers indoor and outdoor grilling. Uh, we're not done yet. Uh, so the patent, uh, yes, and we have a, a European patent that covers in most major industrial countries as well as Australia. So we spent the last several years securing the the patents worldwide. Is that a huge expense for a company doing something? Like, I mean, I have. I mean, usually when you have to mention law and stuff like well, that, I mean, it's just start yeah. ringing it up but i mean how big it's is almost that? like one of those things if you knew what it was going to cost going in you probably <laughs> wouldn't do it um but now at this point yeah there's annual renewal fees in the in europe i mean it's i didn't even know that if i had known that it's like oh my god every country every year so yes there's quite a bit of expense involved but it, i mean in the end it protects you from other people kind of shoehorning in on the business to a certain degree right like kind of how uh, traeger had the patent on the auger system forever and, and they were like the dominant force and then you know once it ran out uh, i mean you've seen the floodgates open for pellet grills right right and you know fortunately but you know the same could be said on the other side of the fence big green egg never had a patent i mean there's no patent in the Kamado world and look at that damn thing you know so um, patents, nice wall art. I hope we never have to go any further than that, Greg. It's, but it is something that we felt that was a value. So it does add value to the company because we have a, an intellectual piece of property that, um, could be valuable to us or some other people. But right now it's, it's not as much a focus of mine as is, uh, trying to actually draw more attention to the grade itself and then build the business. We're, we're really on a mission now to, uh, kind of prove that, like I said, the grate's the most important part of the grill and what a difference it can make in the outcome of, uh, of your food. Brad Barrett from Grill Great joining me here on the show. So talk to me about that. I mean, I'm a, I'm a marketing guy. I'm a sales guy by day, uh, not in this industry, but a completely different one. But, you know, I realize that there has to be, you know, some kind of a hook and there's a lot of sweat equity and things that people don't see behind the scenes that might be potential customers of yours or customers of yours where you're trying to really push the envelope to get your message across. So, you know, what's your investment there? What are you doing and and trying to to get where you want to go? Well, I think um, I got real lucky when we were two years old, wondering what the hell the hell we're going to get any traction at all. You know, the economy was in in the pits. Somebody said, you need to go to Kansas City and go to the Royal. Brad, if you have something that's value to the industry of, of grilling, go to the epicenter. I didn't know where the Royal was. I didn't know what the Jack Daniels was. I didn't even know what an egg was back then, Greg. So I went to, I went to the Royal and just kind of just sucked it all up and actually take a, took a booth. I figured I might as well just show my wares and see what would happen. Um, the interest was overwhelming. And uh, so and then right after the Royal, I ended up meeting Mike Mills. And I think, you know, you've heard that story. Mike, you yep. know, literally helped discover our product. He goes, I, I've never seen that before. I can't wait to try it, you know. 
So we went after the aficionados. I went after the the the, the core crazies. If the if the core nuts in the grilling industry lit up, that I then we really felt like this product was worthy of seriously investing in. If they didn't. I was ready to pack it up and go home because uh, that was kind of the, the guru speak. If you can't light up the core, you probably don't have a product that can excite you know, a wider market. So we got lucky and I got to meet the KCBS and all that gang. And now you know, I feel like I'm part of the family. So uh, hats off to the barbecue community. These guys helped put us on the map. I see a lot of social media with Grill Great. There's sponsored stuff in Facebook, sponsored stuff in Twitter, and you know things you're taking advantage of like that. Uh, I mean, is this kind of the necessary evil these days where 15 years from, you know, 15 years ago, it would have been grill grade in a trade magazine or in time life or something like that. I mean, this is just kind of, you know, where we're at right now. Yeah. And I think actually that we're lucky because in the internet age, I don't know if our company and our product would have gotten off the ground without it. I don't know if we, if we could have mustered the ground troops and the time to do the catalog sales and, and, and beating tracks around the country to sell retailers. So actually the internet was our friend. Social media became a, I mean, I'm, I'm almost 60. Social media to me is, is not, I don't get it. So my <laughs> kids had to educate me. <clears throat> I have several people younger than me that help. Um, but I, the power of social media is incredible. And it, it has helped us a ton. It's become a job. It's a lot of work. But I, it is incredibly important to our brand. Brad, talk to me about Grill Great for the people that might be tuning in for the first time tonight or you know, they're not aware of the fact that there's a, an aftermarket thing that can really improve the quality of their grilling and barbecue life. Uh, talk to me about the product and you know, the benefits of it. Sure. Well, you made a very interesting statement right on the be- in the beginning that you know, a lot of girls come w- with grates and nobody really thinks about it. It's like a car coming with really cheap tires that yes. doesn't even last a year. Mm. Um, that's kind of where the grate industry was where it was before Grill Great. So the opportunity, what's called a Yeti. Who would have thought that people were going to pay $500 for a freaking cooler, <laughs> right? So here we are with an industry that has a, doesn't have an industry. There's, the grilling grid segment wasn't really its own segment. It was an aftermarket replacement segment, and they ripped you off for the same cheap piece of tire, right? So um, our product is a raised rail design. It blocks flare-ups. It's more uniform heat. It, it, it delivers a better cook because it, It cooks with convection, conduction, and infrared. Um, The thing we learned, Greg, over time is that the aluminum radiates heat better than other metals. So you get this infrared effect, which is an inside-out cook. So at the end of the day, our product cooks better. Um, And side-by-side, you put a hamburger on the grill without grill grates and with grill grates. Before you're even done cooking, you're going to realize, gee, that looks like a better burger. And it's juicier, and we're fortunate it lays down some sear marks that are art-worthy. And um, so the product cooks better. And, and now it's what we hope will happen is it becomes pretty much a, a common thing. And, and people, if they're not, we have people buying grills at the big boxes and they won't even fire them up until they take the grates out and put in grill grates. Uh, it's, it's impressive. But people realize, and, and I think we're lucky because people say how much it works. We're, like I said, our customers, uh, Without the enthusiasm, I wouldn't be talking to you tonight. And I guess for the potential consumer who's who's looking to replace it, it's two it's two ways for grill grates. It's something that can be laid on top of an existing grill grate. Or right. in my case, I was like, you know, I don't want to keep what I have because I was kind of cooking through it, and, and some of them were breaking. I wanted to just do a complete retrofit to the Weber that I had. 
and know that, hey, I'm going to spend X amount, I'm going to drop them in, and there's a very good chance it's going to be done for life. When it, I'm going to be replacing the cooker and not the grill right. grates this time around. Uh, and that's a really great option, I think, that adds a lot of value. We started as an on-top solution, purely as an accessory. In your case and in mine, in the gas world, we're now offering replacement set- setups. Uh, but in the charcoal world, we're always on top because we can't cover the whole grill. So it's on top in charcoal, Kamados. But in the gas world, yeah, the replacement piece has picked up. I have a, a Genesis out, outside, five 19 and a quarters, and then side to side. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a fabulous solution. I agree with you that the, the replacement piece is coming on as another segment of our business. It's not just an accessory uh, for the major gas grills anymore. And it is uh, custom sizes as well. So if you have an oddball-shaped uh, grill, you can take measurements. And if you go to the website, it kind of tells you how you can do that. But uh, it isn't just something where you're kind of regulated to what you can produce, and hopefully it fits. Right. Seven standard lengths, but we cut grades every day. We, um, it was one of these aha moments. Why didn't you think of that sooner? So, yes, yeah, so if you need a 16 and 7 eighths grate, by golly, we'll cut you a 16 and 7 eighths grate. Uh, growth from just grills in the aftermarket, now you're actually being offered in new cookers, if I'm not mistaken. You have some kind of relationships with, uh, yes. like, Yoders, for instance, yep. and I know there's some Green Mountain Grill stuff, I think, that might be going on. So uh, yep. just Correct. other ways to, to press it up, right? Yeah, it's it's now when I walk somebody through our warehouse, I'm like, yep, those are for the Primo, those are for the Green Mountain, that's for the Weber Smoky Joe, this is for the Yoder. So yeah, we're we're now designing for a lot of the major brands. We sell some manufacturers like Yoder directly, and Yoder takes our product around the world uh, with their grills. Uh, it's a it's a fabulous relationship, and uh, the pellet grills particularly, we've we've got products for we introduce sear stations, Greg, for the pellet grills. Now we have it for every major brand: Traeger, Green Mountain, Yoder, Rectech. Um, so. Yeah, we're building to a lot. In fact, we say if, if the grills at the, the big box two years from now, we'll be designing a grate for it or less, you know, or we'll be sizing a grate for that grill. But, yes, we're very grill-centric today. It's not just a – well, we have 37 SKUs. Five years ago, we had two. That's so, growth, I think. That's what they call growth, right? Yes, yes, and, and, and it's working. I mean, the, the big green egg crowd, I mean, they're still all our friends. We love the Kamado gang. Uh, we, we're Switzerland. We don't. We haven't met a grill we don't like. We, so we like any heat source. And uh, so yes, we're growing and we're having fun doing it. Was there ever a time over the last uh, you know ten years uh, as you're growing and and you're seeing uh, and meeting goals and exceeding goals through sales and and you know all this other stuff that uh, and you know a major player has come up and been like, hey Brad, you know we would love to uh, stroke you a check for X. And kind of, you know, you go away and, and buy an island and we're going to take this great idea and put it in our Webers or our charbroils or something like that. You know, I'm looking for some wood to knock on. Thankfully, <laughs> no. It's, it's the, actually what I hear most is, why don't you go on Shark Tank? Uh, you know, <laughs> not said, now. Oh, Brad, you take it on Shark Tank. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm almost 60. This is a business that we're really enjoying. So I don't have a for sale flag waving, and I actually trying not to keep that in my mindset. So no, I, nobody's uh, swimming by that I know of, Greg, and, and I'm kind of happy about that. Would you rather? I mean, would you? I'm going to ask you to to pull out the feelings, if at all possible, which is sure. of course impossible because it's your feelings. Um, but I mean, wouldn't it be? Isn't it every entrepreneur's thought in the back of their mind, subconscious or not, that yeah. you have this great product? 
Everybody loves it. It's customizable. It can go on everything. And that some big mother effer is just going to come and say, hey, here's security. Go run away. I mean, that even if you don't want to take it, that's that almost has to be something like at least, you know, you have something where it's not out of the realm of possibility that Weber could come knocking tomorrow and, and make you an offer you couldn't refuse. Yeah, I guess. No, I mean, this sounds really crazy. But it's <laughs> almost like I birthed something, damn it. And I'm not ready to, to pimp it yet. And I have to say, little disclosure, Greg, I did this once before. I did sell a business, um, built it up, sold it, worked for them for two years. At the end of the two years and a day, I was out the damn door. So I guess I'm a little <laughs> allergic to just doing another deal. Uh, I'm building a business, and I also have a, I'm, I'm having fun building a company now that's hopefully as good as our product. So um, I'm kind of still in the build mode, the value creation mode, and my mind says, don't put any of those stupid thoughts in your mind because you, sometimes you can attract it at the wrong time. And I, this is not the right time to be looking for a, a dad. I'm having too much fun being dad. Uh, Brad, for the uh, potential buyers here, uh, can you give us like some general price points and uh, lead times uh, when you make the order? Well, lead time, we ship, this, we ship within 24 hours. We're, we're, you know, we're adamant about the customer service. Our pricing range is between 40 bucks and probably 150 um, I will tell you, our average order size just broke $100 this year. Um, and as we cover more in grills and, and, and do larger you know, Weber grills like you have. So the average order is 100 bucks. If you're replacing your gas grill, you're about $75 to $100. The egg set, the, the, the large Kamado set, for example, is $75. And uh, we're probably right in line with OEM replacement grates pretty much. Um, so I think our value is pretty much higher. You know, we, we are, we're a good value for the money compared to what else is available out there. Let's put it that way. Uh, and, and I guess where I'm going to add my two cents into that is, you know, I could spend, you know, the other, I could spend 85 bucks. I think I spent 85 bucks on the, the greats I bought for the Weber, uh, with you guys. Um, I could spend that $85 on another set of stainless steel grates, uh, for the web, you know, whatever that replacement Weber is that I bought after I cooked through the first part of a crappy grates that I had the very first time I bought it. That doesn't prevent the flare-ups. I mean, inevitably, if you use, if you really use your grill, I mean, I'm on it two, three times a week, whether it's hot out, whether it's cold out. I mean, in Cleveland, I get all of the crappy weather I could possibly summon for seven months out of the year, and it's miserable. But I'm out there cooking on it, so inevitably, I'm going to probably get through it a little bit quicker lifetime-wise than sure. you know some of the majority of the people are going to be doing. And I can tell you that... If I put stainless steel grates on it from Weber, I'm still going to have flare-up issues. But when I put the grill grates down, as you mentioned, because of the design, I mean, it's gone. I had 15 hamburgers on my gas grill uh, not three hours ago feeding my daughter and four of her friends. And I had not one flare-up at medium-high heat. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. And you can walk inside and actually refresh your yes. drink and not come out to a bonfire. Yes. I mean, but it's, it's funny, you know, as much as the flare up control, we're actually emphasizing and it's taken us a while. And, I, and I'll, I'll reference that, you know, the, the uh, Nathan Mirvold's book. The, oh God, I can't even think of the title all of a sudden, that giant $600 tome. But it talks about drippings and the real secret to grilled flavor is drippings, right? And it's been traditionally drippings hitting charcoal or drippings hitting Weber wasn't too far off when they call them flavor bars, you know, yep. hit the dripping hit there. Yep. Well, now what we're seeing with grill grates, the drips drip about three quarters of an inch and explode right under the food. So you have this huge flavor pop going on. So we've been really trying to explain the fact that 
grill grates bring grilled flavor. I can give you grilled flavor with grill grates on a flat top and you'd swear to God it came off a grill. And it's all because of the drippings and that, you know, that sizzle effect that's yep. happening with all the juices. So, in fact, we actually are going to introduce, and you'll hear that we have, we're going to introduce it in May. We're introducing a product called Griddle Grate, which is going after the flat top business. And it came out of our barbecue buddies because a lot of these guys have flat tops in their, in their food trucks. Yep. They're throwing grill grates on their flat tops. I'm like, holy, that, that's cool as hell, right? So now we're realizing that you can throw grill grates on a flat top and create the grill effect, but you can see all the juices sizzling and the taste difference, because we've done this in some of our restaurants, is I, I, you, I would defy you to tell me which one came off a char griller versus which one came off of a, a griddle grate. Wow. So the drippings really are, and, and that's something that we're learning. I mean, I'm reading this stuff going, that's right. It isn't the charcoal or the gas. It's dripping. <laughs> <you know? laughs> well, so we're going to be looking for that one. We're talking with Brad Barrett from Grill Great. And again, the website, grillgrate.com. Uh, Brad, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it, man. Good to see you, Greg. You too. There he is, Brad Barrett, Grill Great. I'm telling you, man. I mean, I bought mine, and I'm not even kidding. It is so worth the money if you are in the need for replacement grates. I'm not even kidding. I knew I was going to run over. I got to spend more time adhering to my own time rules for crying out loud. All right, folks, let me talk to you quickly about the award winning barbecue guru, automatic pit temperature control technology. It's right here. They are the creators. If you don't have the time to set around and tend the pit temps, I mean, I get it. You got to work, you got to schlep your kids around, you got to do everything other than watch pit temperatures. The Barbecue Guru has it all covered for you. So call them, 800-423, I'm sorry, 800-288-GURU. That's 800-288-GURU. Visit them online, thebbqguru.com, and see their complete line of automatic pit temperature control devices, their cookers, all the other accessories that would make your barbecue and grilling life easier as well. But give them a call if you have any questions. Don't try and figure it out on yourself if you don't know what you're doing. Don't buy the wrong thing and then be disappointed or pissed at me. Don't do it. Call 800-423-0698 or 800, I'm sorry, or thebbqguru.com. Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. Uh, We're back to wrap up the first hour right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Jennifer Polymus from Shalote, North Carolina, and this is Barbecue Central. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. We have to uh, really get through this lead up here. We'll just go into the sale. Okay, hold on a second. I got a little too aggressive there. All right, we got to get ready to go. Oh, what did I do with it? All right, there it is. Okay, we're going to reload for the second hour. Uh, you're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show. Right here on the Barbecue Central Radio Networks. I'm going to refresh my drink. You refresh your drink. Thanks to Brad Barrett and thanks to Tim Shear, my guest in the first hour. If you missed, catch the podcast. Okay? Okay. 
You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central radio networks. to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show we cook because we have to and we grill because we want to hit me fine how's it going you have a great show of a big fan so what 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 seems to be the problem here this man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle charbono it's all about the charbono dude Succulent fish, what? We ate two feet for wiener. Oh, it's a laborious shit feast. I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Hey, you found the Barbecue Central show. Hey, we talk about. Barbecue and grilling and things are important as such. You want to jump in? 216-220-0966. You can email Greg at thebbqcentralshow.com. As I mentioned in the top of the uh, first hour, or I guess the show open, as it were, I'm on the lookout for two competition teams to follow around next year. If you're going to do 30-plus and you're interested in letting me peer in, to your competition and personal life, let me know. Greg at the BBQ Central Show.com. If you're going to do, uh, you know, somewhere between 15 to 20 or so, I want that team too. Let me look in. I'll have you on twice a month during the season and we'll talk about it. What was it like to go there? What was it like at the competition? You guys are getting ready to have a divorce at home. It's like going to be season one of Barbecue Pitmasters right here on this show. Come on. Who doesn't want that? I already got a couple. Uh, couple applications here that sound pretty interesting so we'll run it here for the next handful of weeks and uh, i'll go through a very deliberate decision making process Uh, i will offend many and i will make uh, just a few very happy and that's going to be it all right uh, as i had mentioned in the first hour go to gatewaydrumsmokers.com if you've been waiting and waiting and wringing your hands and sitting on eggs before you pull the trigger on buying one, now's the time to do it. If you go and get one, you can save 10% off your order if you put in my last name at checkout, R-E-M-P-E, Rempe. Very easy to save 10% if you are so inclined to save money. Maybe you don't need uh, to save money. You're, I'm rich, bitch. Get that big stuff out of here. Then don't. I don't care. Also, thanks again to Brad Barrett, grillgrate.com. If you're in the market for replacement grates, holy cripes, this stuff is the best money can buy. Uh, again, flare protection alone is worth it, and you're not really spending any more money buying grill grate than you would buying whatever 
Charbroil or Weber or Brinkman or whatever the whatever they're offering in replacement is going to be like similar cost. Plus, you don't have to buy any more after this. The stuff isn't going to fall apart. I mean, these are great things. I love grill grade. By the way, I bought my own grill grate with my own money. Yes. They do not sponsor the show. So my ass kissing is genuine. I'm very passionate about grill grade because they work and I like them. Still to come on the show tonight, Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue for the Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Also, Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q talking about defending his World Food Championship barbecue title. Here's a special announcement. Android users, are you somebody that has a Galaxy phone or you know some type of Android-powered, Google-powered device? Well, the news is good for you. Android users have emailed me in the past about what app to use in order to get the audio podcast of the show. Because unlike iTunes or an iOS device, so... Uh, iTunes on the iPhone is a native music app. You can put on your own music. You can subscribe to podcasts. You can buy music through there, all that stuff. Uh, Well, there's never really been one for Android. And now the good news is that Google Play Music is going to start carrying podcasts. Yes. It will be a native app right there on the phone. As I had mentioned, just like iTunes for iPhones or iOS. And it will get you the podcast that you want. So no more need to get a additional app to get the replays of the show. I've submitted this show to their feeds. It's been approved. There are no podcasts currently available on the Google Play Music app thing or on the, the Google Play. Well, it's an app, but it's a native app. They're not available yet. But once they release it over the next handful of months and make it visible i'll let you know and you're going to be able to subscribe to the show if you're an android user right through google play music everything is already set submitted approved ready to go now it's up to the googles so put that in your pipe and smoke all right let's do the weekly barbecue roundup here let me uh jockey on over to my news desk oh there he is See Steve again? Steve's sleeping again. Steve is always sleeping. I mean, he is really a gluttonous bastard. All right, here we go. Weekly barbecue roundup. All right, folks. Covering your first week of November. And or your last weekend of October, Kansas City Barbecue Society rolling out a whopping one competition, the Boobie by the Sea, Rehoboth Beast, Delaware, or Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Finn Finest Barbecue winning with a 664. Congratulations. Doug did send me a Texas update, by the way. Not a lot of uh, competitions, by the way, in Texas. Another terrible week of uh, weekend of rain. Eight inches. Dougie got eight inches of rain on Friday and Saturday morning. Local flooding, tornadoes in New Bronzefield, Friday's Houston on Saturday. Oh, my God. 
a nightmare down there the last couple weekends. Uh, IBCA. Midway VFD Barbecue Cook-Off in Midway, Texas. One slice at a time takes the grand champion. Spooky Waterfront in Gordonville, Texas. J3 Barbecue winning that one. Here's a note of interest. The Pleasanton Chamber of Commerce refunded 100% of the entries to the teams last week that were asked to leave during the cook. Good job. That's the same chamber that sponsors the 50,000-plus turn and burn. Texas Gulf Coast, no cook-offs. Lone Star Barbecue Society, no cook-offs. All right, and that's going to do it for your uh, weekly Barbecue Roundup. Well, I've noticed that, uh, you know, I, YouTube has taken me to task for using copyright music. <laughs> F you. They completely took the audio off of my download or uh, my upload last week because of Chuck Mangione. It's Chuck freaking Mangione, bro. You think anybody besides me? Plays Chuck Mangione on their internet show? No. It's a safe bet that if I called my man Chuck Mangione up on the blower and said, Hey, Chuck, I want to use your two great songs that I love with every fiber of my being on my internet show. Is that good for you? He would say, Yes. Please keep me relevant. But no. Take my audio out, bastards. I digress and tell you about the CHOPS Power Injector System. That's right. It's the 2015 National Barbecue Association Tool of the Year. Patent-pending technology. Not two, not one, but four needles evenly spaced. Give you the perfect injecting distance. It's versatility, really, when you boil it down. Let's break it down a little bit. Number one seller in the world, half-gallon CHOPS Power Injector System. Designed for competition or to back up the back uh, to pump up the backyard warrior easy to use clean it fill it pump it and go if you have just one brisket or a pork shoulder to do you don't need to fill it up all the way just put in what you need it's going to use it all comes with 14 gauge needles two replacement plastic needle adapters three plug screws and a needle protector hundred dollars plus shipping anywhere then you have the one gallon chops power injector system designed for the bigger catering and other jobs it'll hold double the amount of the half gallon that's why they call it the gallon some use it in competitions like when you're cooking MBM, whole hog, or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector, 120 bucks plus shipping anywhere. And then, of course, the big one, the CHOPS Full Power Injector System. It is electric. It's the commercial and competition big daddy. There is not a holding tank. No, no, but this time we have a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. That's right, from a few ounces to that 55-gallon drum. It was designed for Chef Rob at one of the best barbecue restaurants in Kansas City. And he said time and time again that with a Chops Full Power Injector System, his briskets are better than ever. It comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11.5-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, and a needle protector. It's $325, plus you pay to ship it. A number of the top pitmasters in the world are using the Chops Power Injector System every day to make their barbecue better than the rest. Because... 
Here's the deal, right? We live in a foodie world that now requires flavor in every bite. This is how you do it. This is how you do it fast. It's not just for meat. You can put alcohol and fruit like vodka in watermelon. You can do it. It's been done. People love it. Every injector hand assembled in Kansas City, Missouri, USA, America. Extra accessories, you want them, they got them. Want to shoot medium ground spices? They have you covered for that. They have two, three, and four-inch 12-gauge needles. Also, they have a two-inch closed-tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep from plugging up the needles with fat. They sell replacement stock needle adapters, plug screws. They have a great upgrade. You can buy to make your Chops Power Injector System bulletproof with metal needle adapters. Chops Power Injector System, give your barbecue some power. BarbecueKansasCity.com. That's barbecue, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. BarbecueKansasCity.com. Thanks to Dan Uladal for the continued support of the show and a fabulous product. Buy grill grates and a Chops Power Injector System. You're going to love me forever. You're going to love me long time. We're back to check in with the good doctor right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This portion of the Barbecue Central Show is being brought to you by iGrill, makers of the most advanced Bluetooth grilling thermometers out there on the market today. Monitor the temperature of whatever you're grilling from up to 150 feet away. What? Yeah, that's right. I said it. 150 feet away. Use it on your iOS or Android device. Use promo code CENTRAL and get 15% off your order when you shop at iDevicesInc.com. That's iDevicesInc.com. All right, stand by for this. If you got questions about barbecue or grilling, maybe as a hobby or even a business, looking to get an expert's point of view, why not ask Dr. Barbecue? You can submit your questions by clicking on the Ask Dr. Barbecue tab on the website. The doctor is in. Here's Ray Lampy with his nurse, Greg Rempe. Dr. Barbecue. That's right, Ray Lampy joining us here on the show, everybody. Ray, what's up? I'm uh, fabulous as always, and uh, from our uh, abbreviated email communique uh, earlier today, you're one busy mother effer, aren't you? <laughs> Not anymore. It's been five crazy weeks in a row after a crazy summer, but I'm actually at home now for like an extended period of time, yeah. although I do have a book to finish by the end of the year, and I'm way behind. Yeah, so, I mean, you're certainly no stranger to the uh, the art, I guess, of uh, writing a book, so... Going under the gun is something that you've just become accustomed to now, or do you like to give yourself a little bit more buffer, or are you one of those guys that you you like to procrastinate in order to really put yourself under the gun to kind of fight and claw and tooth and nail and all that stuff? No, I'm definitely not like that. I'd love to have a lot of time, but there's (laughs) never enough time. You know what I mean? I I could be done and take another six months just looking for commas and misspelled words and stuff. And there's editors to do that. So at some point you just got to be done with it and go, 
Um, and the faster you do it, the more they expect it from you. You know, in the good old days, you'd get like a whole year to write a book. And this one I've had, I probably had eight months, but but a lot of it was summer where I just don't have time to work on it. I like to start them now and end in May or June, but it didn't happen this time. But it's all right. I, you know, I, I know I don't thrive on it. I'd much rather have a lot of time, but it, it's business. You got to get it done. Uh, what is this book about? Are you allowed to give any details on it? Yeah, this is a Big Green Egg book, finally. I've never written a Big Green Egg book. Uh, really? Because I had to deal with one publisher. They had to deal with a different publisher, and we never could quite get it together. And we we just hammered at it this time and finally got it worked out. Yeah, it should be out. We're planning next year for Eggtoberfest, finally, a Dr. Barbecue Big Green Egg book. How long have you been uh, with Big Green Egg now? I mean, that seems to really be a long time. Yeah, it's, it was just 12 years in October. Wow. We, they signed me up. They actually started hiring me. Well, I'm subcontractor, but it was like the week before the Jack because I, I had won a contest, and they wanted me to go cook on eggs at the Jack, and that was 12 years ago. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Uh, AskDRBBQ.com if you have questions uh, that you'd like Ray to answer, and I can give my input as well if you want. Or you can visit Ray's website, DRBBQ.com, and uh, see what he's up to. So we actually have uh, a bunch of questions that have come in since the last time, Ray, and I think uh, I actually had these last time, and then we got caught up in you know, talking about the American Royal and, uh, and some other things as well. Uh, so if you're up to it, let's uh, get right into the questions. Sure. All right. Uh, in a while, it's good. Yeah, so uh, I got one from Mike in Kansas. It says, Ray, I have an offset cooker, and I have secured a good wood source to fuel the cooker. Do you have a suggestion on how long the wood should be down and dried before it's used in the cooker? No, man. We just touched on it. I've been working for Big Green Egg for 12 years. Uh, <laughs> that's all I cook on. I would say just keep that shit around until it looks like lump charcoal. That would be my suggestion. Yeah, so here's... Uh, I'm no offset expert, although, uh, Ray, <laughs> one of us got a Lang cooker <laughs> sent to his house. And, yeah, I mean, I'm big time, right? So uh, what I've been told and kind of the, the rule I live by is, uh, A, never trust anybody, right? Because I was sold a bad batch of wood by a guy uh, a number of years ago, and I had to wait like a whole nother summer before it was actually ready to go. And you can tell once you burn it, you can hear it. It's like hissing, and it's, you know, that's wet wood. It's not really going to be the best burning wood. But if you take two sticks and you click them together and they sound like you're hitting bowling pins, you know, 10 times out of 10, I mean, that's really good dry wood that's going to kind of burn good. So have you heard the the old uh, uh, pin, nope, pin I've knock? I've never heard that before. No. I, I mean, it makes sense, but I just, I don't know that you could tell. I wouldn't think you could tell by looking at it or touching it, or it'd be easy, so... I don't know. I mean, but yeah, you would think, I mean, if it's because it's going to get dry. That's the concept. Right. Get rid of some of the, the moisture in it. And there's nothing worse. I mean, I remember when I first, I had an early stick burner and I got a giant piece of hickory from my neighbor and my food just tasted like, uh, like steel. It was like eating aluminum foil. It was just horrible. And it was just green hickory I was burning. Yeah, wet wood is the worst. Um, all right, so, uh, Mike, hopefully that answers your question. Knock some sticks together and, and, and uh, you know, look for the uh, the bowling pin sound and, and go from there. And if it's hissing, it's wet, and let it dry out a little bit more. All right, now, Kevin in Wisconsin, I didn't even think they uh, barbecued in Wisconsin, but nevertheless. Uh, Ray, I know you're a big green egg guy. Oh, boy. Uh, but I'm in the market for a pellet cooker. Do you have a favorite or one that you feel comfortable recommending to folks when they ask. And i got to imagine, look, Ray, I mean, you're out traveling the country, you're on television, this and that, so people are going to ask you a wide variety of questions, and 
I think we can both agree that pellet cookers, especially over the last five, six, seven years, have just proliferated the market at this point. It's not just Traeger. It's Traeger and 10 other people at this point. Uh, do you have a, a brand that you like or, or one that people ask you about? Well, I mean, I have one. I have a Fast Eddie, an FE100 in my trailer. So, I, you know, and Eddie's a good old friend of mine. I know what Eddie knows about cooking with pellets. Um, Eddie doesn't like steal ideas from anybody. He just invents them. So I don't know. I'm, I'm partial to fast Eddie, but honestly, I don't, I'm not that familiar with all the new names and, and brands out there. I just don't know much about them. Eddie's been making them for a long time. He used to, he used to just re retrofit Traegers and he started building them and he holds a bunch of patents. Eddie's a good old pellet guy. Um, I, you know, you couldn't go wrong there. That's for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I, I would, uh, Second, that emotion, if you uh, will, stealing uh, a line from a song. Uh, cook shacks are, are widely considered, the Fast Eddies are widely considered to be uh, the, one of the premier pellet cookers out there on the market today. So if you can uh, you know, swing it on the financial side, you're going to really reap the rewards. It's big. It holds a lot of food, uh, undoubtedly. I think that's why a lot of teams like it. And it's, uh, well, they make grills now, too. They make a bunch of different models. If you go look at the Cook Shack website, yep. they probably make 10 different things. The technology is, you know, really cutting edge as well. I think, you know, as much as Eddie is kind of that fabricator guy and, you know, putting it nuts and bolts, I mean, he's really up on the technology to make sure that that cooker is state-of-the-art, right? Well, Eddie, Eddie's, you know, you got to understand, Eddie's a welder by trade. He's a retired firefighter, and he's a really good cook. So he knows how to build stuff. He knows how fire works, and he, and he knows how to cook. Plus, he's been the pellet head guy. I mean, Eddie was probably had to be one of the first or the first guy yeah. cooking on Traegers way back in the day when everybody thought he was crazy. You know, what the heck is that thing with the pellets? So he, I don't know. It's going to be hard to find somebody who knows more about him than him. And he could probably help you out if you're into racing cars too, right? I mean, I'm trying to figure out uh, in the end if he's a bigger race guy or if he's a bigger barbecue guy. Yeah, well, I think he was into racing when he was young, and he got away from it for a long time. But these days, he's got a little time on his hands and a little cash, and he's jumping way back in and had a lot of fun. No doubt. Uh, we're talking with Ray Lampy here for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. All right, Ray, uh, next question is from, uh, as the uh, ladies' man would say, from a lady from Lisa in Texas. It says, Ray, I like to watch barbecue shows on television. If given the choice, would you rather do Chopped Grill Masters again or do an episode of Barbecue Pitmasters? Tell me why. Well, I actually have never been on Pitmasters, so it would be a first time. Um, I, but Chopped is fun. I like to cook a lot of different things. Um, I, when I watch Pitmasters, I see them cooking the same things over and over. And, I mean, I, granted, it's barbecue. You know, I get that. There's only so many things you can cook barbecue and a lot of sitting around involved with barbecue. Um, but I don't want to cook all that same stuff. I don't want to put blue zog and butter on everything I cook. And every time I turn on pitmasters, that's what I see happening. So if I got to do that to win, I don't want no part of it. Uh, chopped is really exciting because there's all, I mean, you don't know what's going on with chopped. It's, it's frightening. Although I honestly, I've done chopped. I don't think I'd want to do it again. So at the end of the day, I'd probably pick pitmasters because it'd be easier. Is it true that you know, even in a in a situation like the chopped grills master, that you know what we're seeing is a finished product. You know, the cooking is nowhere near the same amount of time as kind of the I don't know if waiting around is is the right word, but you know, there's a there's a lot of non-action going on, uh, which I guess would be the same thing as you're saying with uh, barbecue pitmasters. It's not it's always not just action, action, action for twelve hours. 
Well, it's TV making. You know, to shoot an episode of Chop takes 10, 12 hours. Um, Oof. So, you know, and but but when they say, okay, here's your basket, you got 20 minutes, you only get 20 minutes. And they don't tell you what it is up front. I mean, literally, you have a matter of seconds from the time you open the basket. And, and they don't, there's, you know, you do a couple fakes, but you don't get to open it. Once you open it, it's go time. They give you a few seconds to lay this stuff out. But literally, it's, you know, no, it's 20 minutes and 30 minutes. There's no spare time. There's tons of time sitting around getting interviewed waiting for him to reset for all that nonsense. But the cooking time is what it is. Is there any kind of a, of a get used to, and I know I'm asking you and that you've been on television and you've kind of been through it all. So it probably almost seems like second nature to you, but you know, if you can remember back to the very first times that you were having a camera track you, is there, you know, a decent amount of get comfortable time when you have a cameraman and a producer right on your hip following you everywhere and you're like, hey, man, I'm trying to win this freaking competition, get the hell out of my way, and going, oh, yeah, you know, I'll show you everything. I mean, there's kind of got to be that fine line, right? Well, they're generally respectful of that. Uh, I, I've never really had that problem. What drives you crazy, I mean, you got to just ignore the camera. You, if you start paying attention to it and trying to pose for it and everything, you'll, you'll drive yourself crazy and you will never get your stuff cooked. You just got to ignore it. That's what they want anyway. That's the best way to do it. Ignore. It. I mean, you know, I'll always be be polite. If the camera's right there, I'm not going to go like you know turn away from it. I'm going to happen to open up to it as I'm going to put it in my box or something. But don't get caught up in trying to help produce the thing. That's their job, and they want to shoot reality anyway. the The hard part is the the time in between. Like I was just saying about Chop, it, it takes forever, and you just gotta you gotta stand there. When we had the lineup and we were cooking Chop. You stand there over and over, and you've got to walk up to your little spot five different times, and it's just forever and ever, and you can't let that stuff bother you. You just have to accept it and just zone it out and just know it's going to take all day and somehow be ready after all that jacking around. And I mean, to, for like the third round of chop, it's you're six, eight hours into the day. You're tired. You're you're bored. You're, you're just mad at them. You want to be done with this already. And, uh, and then all of a sudden you got to turn it on and be entertaining and cook and move fast and be really good. And it's not that simple. Um, that, to me, that's the killer part. In a chopped situation, because I know in Pitmasters it's, it's different. I think they're, they look for personality first and that because maybe they aren't going to be cooking that wide selection or have such a variance of potential food outcomes, as you've mentioned – uh, that they want to have somebody that can sparkle in front of the camera first, has good cooking credentials, of course, but they need to make that uh, personality connection with the viewers on Barbecue Pitmasters, where in a chopped sense, are they casting for the culinary stuff up front because you're opening something and you have no idea what's going to, if you have a guy that's just going to shit the bed when he sees four things and he doesn't know what to do with it, you know, that's me, by the way, I would have no idea. I look at something and I'm like, where's the recipe? You all make something up. I can't do that. I mean, that's just not in my wheelhouse. So do they, do they cast for the guys and the gals that have the, the mental wherewithal to make recipes first and then have a good personality to engage at that point? I don't think so. I think it's the other way around. Really? I think ultimately they want people that can do both. I mean, I, I'm going to tell you, I saw guys shit the bed in, in his desert out there, but they cover it up. They kind of make the guy look good. They don't make you, you know, they're not in the business of making you look bad. So they can cover that up pretty good. Um, 
And they can cover up if you're not that interesting. But no, they want personalities first. That's for sure. I mean, I've, every TV show I've ever done, they want personalities first, period. Um, you got to know how to cook, you know, or, or you're not really even on the list. But there's a lot of guys that know how to cook that just can't really do TV. And there's guys that aren't that good at cooks that keep getting back on the shows because they are interesting. So, you know, I think it's more the other way around. It's all about personality first. Um, and, and rightfully so. They're making TV. You know, they're not really interested in the contest. They are. I mean, it's part of it. That's for sure. But they're making TV. They, they don't, uh, you know, it's yeah, it's about being entertaining. Uh, Ray, last question here, and it's coming from Matt. And it's, uh, it looks like there's a, a number of different sections here, so we'll probably want to break it apart a little bit. Uh, it says, Dr. Barbecue, when trying to develop your own barbecue rub, there has to be a lot of trial runs. My family and I prefer baby backs versus St. Louis cut ribs. I cook them using a modified 3-2-1 method on a, on a ceramic cooker. Can I take racks of rib, Primo XL, can I take racks of ribs and split them in half or thirds and try different rub varieties? And will I have to modify the way they're cooked? So let's take that one first. Can you take a whole rack and split them? And is there any type of modification needed? I mean, I don't think I would go with uh, cut it into fourths. You know, I mean, what if it's good? You're going to want to have a half a slab to eat. Nothing wrong with half a slab. I mean, I would cut it in half. I wouldn't just season half and half. Um, but you can cut it in half, yeah. But, I mean, I wouldn't try too many different things, you know. But but I'll, I'll tell you a quick way to, to, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but what I do is have, like, some pork chops around or burgers or something and and put a little bit of the rub, you know, if I think I've got something that's pretty good, put a little bit on a burger or pork chop and just throw it in a skillet for a minute or throw it on a grill and grill it and try it, you know, and you'll get a pretty good idea because you can't, you know, I mean, how many different, how many times can you wait five hours and say, well, okay, I think I'll add a little more pepper and then take another five hours, you know, you can get a little taste by doing that in the skillet or, or quick on the grill. And then, yeah, I mean, I would, but I don't think I would do more than two or three at a time because it's going to be confusing to you. And frankly, a lot of us, it all ends up tasting the same anyway, because you have these tendencies to put the same thing in, no matter how hard you try that. That's one of the tricks of writing cookbooks is doing things like I'll do stuff. And Sandy's kind of like, well, it's not as good as that stuff you made last week. And I'm like, well, I know, but I can't make that same thing every day and write it on every page of the book. So, I, you know, don't, don't try to make it too complicated. I would do two or three and, and, uh, and try that. Let me be devil's advocate, and by devil's advocate, I mean shithead. I mean, are we at a time now, Ray, and Matt, I'm not trying to discourage you. If you're an entrepreneurial guy and, and this is your calling and your passion, by all means, jump in it with both feet. But are we in a time now where there are 578 billion rubs and double the amount of sauces out there? I mean, there's something called market saturation. So if you're not going to be able to jump in, and stand the fuck out right away, man, it is a battle to be able to to get a head up on everything else that's out there. And, I mean, it wasn't like that even five years ago. It wasn't even the amount of stuff that's on the shelves. Now, I mean, it is a really competitive market. Oh, yeah, ridiculous. I, I started selling barbecue rub in the early 90s, and there was nobody out there selling rub. Um, now it's ridiculous. I, I don't know how... Yeah, from a business point of view, I can't even imagine bothering that. It just doesn't make any sense. There's so many out there. How do you possibly stand out? Um, but maybe the guy's just trying to make it for himself. I, you know, I still write cookbooks, and I hope people make rubs. 
Um, they're not necessarily trying to sell them, but I hope that they're taking some spices and mixing them together at their house. And to me, that's how you learn how to cook barbecue. Um, I recently talked to a, uh, it's a horrible story. I recently talked to a guy about doing a new spice blend for myself. And, and it actually ended up, it's a, it's a hot chicken rub that I've got to put together. And I just haven't had time to really deal with it yet. But anyway, I was talking to the spice blender and I said something about, well, you know, I want to use your products and stuff so that I'll own the recipe. And he said, well, you'll own your combination, but you won't own the recipe to the ingredients. I said, what do you mean? And well, what he was talking about was his phone calls he gets all week are, hey, I want to create a rub and I'm going to use one third of smoking guns and and a quarter of plowboys and a little bit of extra sugar and some blues hog and and that's how he makes people's products now. And to me, that's embarrassing. <laughs> how could you even call the guy and put your name on that? You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, but that's definitely what it's become. And, and I couldn't believe what he was telling me, honestly, because I've created a few products over the years. And you start with salt and sugar and paprika instead of everybody else's products. But that's not how it works anymore. Ray Lampy joining us here on the show for the monthly Ask Dr. Barbecue segment. Ask drbbq.com if you have a question that you would like us to uh, tackle next time up. Uh, Ray, anything else uh, that you're doing here before I let you go tonight? No, I got to go to New York for a tailgate party. Should be some fun. I got to go. I'm going to go to a Chiefs game. I'm going to be in Kansas City on uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, hanging out with the Kansas City State people in the parking lot at the Chiefs game. That should be fun. And other than that, I'm going to try to stay home a little bit. All right. Well, uh, we will see you back again the uh, first Tuesday of December, uh, fourteen or twenty fifteen, uh, rapidly coming to a close, and uh, we will catch up with you there, my friend. Take care, Greg. Good All talking right. to you. You too. There he is, Ray Lampy, Doctor Barbecue, getting your monthly barbecue checkup with a good doctor. Always appreciate. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Is it twenty thirteen? Barbecue Hall of Famer. Barbecue Hall of Famer, nonetheless. Let's say it that way. Ray Lampy, you can see him every Tuesday, the first Tuesday of the month, right here on this show. Look, if you didn't know, Big Papa's Smokers is the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue. The number one dealer of Mac Pellet Grills in the world. Big Papa's has also a number of grills and smokers to buy, like Old Hickory ASBP, Gateway Drum Smokers. We talked to Tim earlier. Even a drum kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa has also made a name for itself in recent years by crafting an award-winning line of championship rubs. From flavors like Sweet Money to Happy Ending, these rubs have had a hand in winning almost every major barbecue competition, including the American Royal, the Jack Daniels, the Kingsford Challenges, the Houston Livestock and Rodeos, Kings of the Smoker, all that stuff. Don't think that they can just be pigeonholed in competitive barbecue either because BPS rubs have become so well-known. They've been picked up by a nationwide restaurant chain, BJ's Restaurant and Brewhouse, with four of the nine BPS rubs featured on the permanent menu. And amid glowing reviews, BPS rubs have proven to be a great addition to anyone's pantry. Big Papa's also banded together with fellow California-based barbecue company Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue, begun to redefine those flavor profiles competitive cooks from across the country have begun to aim for. Big Papa's also has an online meat locker with top-quality meats from Snake River Farms shipped right to your door. The American Kobe beef, the caribou to pork, double R ranch meats. Big Papa's meat locker has something for every type of barbecue aficionado and committed to bringing you the best flavors on the market that are new. 
including Swamp Boy Sauce, a fine slime sauce, Granny's Barbecue Sauce. These are the new kids on the block this year. Big Papa's also created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition, barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S. Keep in mind, folks, Big Papa Smokers has been doing all of this with only five years of being in the biz, almost six now, turning competition barbecue on its head, providing customers with the very best barbecue products, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, and benefiting children's charities across the U.S. It's just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. Come on now. BigPapaSmokers.com. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. That's the website. Order early, order often. Let everybody know over there that the show sent you. Don't forget, I'm looking for teams to follow next year. Two teams, a big-time team and a medium team. 30-plus competitions and up to 20 or so. Two times a month on this show, revealing everything that's going on in your life. How's your life? We're back right after this. Smoke. Call 877-448-0433 to get on the air. Now, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome to 6220-0966. Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. Don't forget... If you want to save 10% off gatewaydrumsmokers.com, that's gatewaydrumsmokers.com. Put in one or seven or 15 cans. By the way, I get zero kickback. I'm just trying to save you money, you incredulous bastard. You can save 10% if you put in my last name, R-E-M-P-E, Rempe, at checkout. Thanks to Tim Shear. Running that promotion, I'm not sure exactly how long that's going to go, but uh, take advantage of it now so you're not left out in the cold. Hey, by the way, folks, if you missed the show that precedes me, Whiskey Bent Barbecue in the Pit, you would know that they are, well, if you miss it, you probably don't know, but if you watch it, you know they are broadcasting live, or they were broadcasting live from the World Food Championships. That starts tonight. It goes for seven days. Oh, my God. It's the marathon of food, and here to talk about the odds, potential, and ability to retain his World Food Championship barbecue title. He is a FBA Team of the Year award winner, a championship barbecue cook, an injection maker, most importantly, a damn Buckeye. Jim Elser joins us here on the show. Jim, how are you, buddy? That's right. Buckeye, Greg. I'm good. You? I'm doing absolutely fabulous, and I always appreciate the time, Jim. So uh, I've just mentioned that you are, oh, I just took my, there we go. Uh, You are looking to, uh, as they say in the sports world, repeat, go back-to-back World Food Championship titles. And as you kind of surmise the competitors and all of this, um, you know, give me the gauge. How how good is Jim Elser feeling right now about repeating? (laughs) Oh, the back-to-back, um, you know, I was thinking about this the last couple of days, and, you know, I don't think I've ever went uh, back-to-back in a, a grand championship in a contest since, you know, I started. 
So this might be the first. I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's the first. Um, I think this contest is like a double-edged sword, I think, because it's in my backyard. I'm like 40 minutes from my house. Uh, I don't know. I, I know that they got they have judges across the country flying, you know, coming down here. So it, it's a double double edged sword, you know. What what I'm going to do, you know, am I going to do my you know my Florida profile or am I going to change things up? So I, I'm still on the on the fence on that. All right. So you mentioned it. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you mentioned it, I'll go ahead. I mean, talk to me about the differences between the quote unquote Florida profile or I guess what would be the the KCBS profile. Well, well, you know, the Florida, the FBA and the KCBS, you know, down here in the, I'm going to say the, not the Florida, but the Southeast, you know, I, 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 I cook, you know, not just, you know, the FBA down here, but I do cook KCBS in the Southeast. So yeah. I, I keep it pretty much the, you know, the same flavor profile. But when I, when I, when I get out of the Southeast, I do switch up a, you know, a few things, especially my pork and my brisket. Um, I, I, I pretty much keep my chicken and ribs completely the same um so when i travel outside of the southeast i I do switch things up and uh, you know i've noticed you know different little bit flavor profiles outside of the southeast so i'm kind of you know i i don't i don't know what i'm going to do that that's the question you know i I need to figure out you know before uh you know saturday what rubs are you using right now the same stuff that you've been competing with here you know the last couple of years where you've seen the yeah, you know, all I, that tremendous success i, I pretty yeah I, I pretty much uh you know you've been using the same rubs i mean i have my own version of rubs i use and I, I, and I do use some commercial stuff um i really haven't in the last honestly the last two and a half years i really haven't changed much but this year i seem to be changing a little bit more than what i have been in, in you know a year or two ago you know when i had my you know, my, my big run that, you know, 2014 was a, a huge year for me. And yep. and then last year, you know, I, I just, you know, with, you know, with Matt Barber, you know, how Chula is just kind of like running away thing, running away from things down here in the Southeast. And, and you know, and, and I felt like I had to, you know, switch some things up to, you know, try to, you know, to overcome him. And, and what, what I found out, you know, just, just minor changes, that's that's helped me uh the last few contests uh, i think my the last um you know four contests i think i've i've got two grands in uh or uh, last five contests i think i got two grands and um you know so i think i'm hopefully on the you know figured some different things out than i what i've been used to doing the last couple of years so do you feel leading into the barbecue side of things here at the World Food Championship with, with the cooking that you have been doing preceding this, uh, you feel confident that your program's set in place that you're going to be at your best to, to give your best effort to repeat? Yeah, yeah. I think if, uh, if, if I hit my tenderness, I think it's a tenderness game these days, um, you know, especially down here. And, you know, down here that, you know, I don't go completely off, you know, left field on, on my flavor profile but if i hit my tenderness uh, i i think you know if i change my uh flavor up a little bit i, I should be good but it, it, it's a tenderness game and uh and if you, you gotta hit your tenderness right on to um and, and once you you know if you have a good cook and you hit your tenderness and there's some good flavor um you, you have to uh you know hopefully the you get the right judges the right table um so i i think you know I, i'm feeling pretty confident 
that I'm, I'm going to do fairly well. Uh, will I win it? I, I don't know. You know, I, I come to a contest and, you know, I don't expect to win, but I come to a contest. I, you know, I want to win, but I don't expect it. So we'll see. Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q joining me here on the show. Sweet Smoke, the letter Q.com is the website if you want to check out uh, what Jim's offering uh, to the consuming public and uh, learn a little bit more about Jim. So you were at uh, Las Vegas last year at Celebration of Florida this year. I mean, is it like culture shock to go from Sin City <laughs> to Celebration Florida? Or I mean, obviously, yeah. on a, from a strictly logistics standpoint, it's got to be like you know hitting the lottery. You're 40 minutes from your house, as you said, so you're not traveling yeah. three-quarters away yeah. across the country. But what's it like uh, going from uh, you know that kind of a dichotomy? Well, you know, yeah, it's hitting lottery because I'm, I'm like right down the road. You know, I can, I can, I can go home tonight and you know sleep in my own bed if I wanted to. But you know, I'm, I'm out here. You know, it's a, I'm, I come out here actually a day early. I wasn't going to come out here till, you know, pretty much uh, tomorrow. But I came out here a day early just to kind of, you know, to, to focus a little bit. But I, I'm, I'm, I, it's really different because you know the last uh, uh, two years at the world. Um, we, we've been in Vegas, so it, it's just totally different. You know, it's more mellow out here. Uh, right now I've been in probably, you know, at the craps table or playing some blackjack uh, right now, but we're, I'm just sitting out here and, you know, drinking a few paint drinks and, you know, just kind of getting my, starting to get my game face on. Will you, once you're there, well, uh, it doesn't sound like you're leaving. You're there a, a day in advance. You weren't going to be yeah. there until uh, tomorrow, as you said. But once you're there, uh, are you leaving in between or are you there starting, you know, Thursday and, and anchoring in until the winners announced Tuesday? Yeah. Well, I, I'm, my plan is, and, and this was even last year, you know, I, I'm, my plan is, you know, I'll, I'll be leaving on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, my plan is to leave on Sunday and, you know, go back home unless, you know, hit the final table again. Which last year, you know, out in Vegas, I my flight was supposed to leave out Monday morning. So you know, once we won the the barbecue portion, that I had to change the flight and you know change some other people's flight, and, you know, and and get some other people out there. And but I, I'm going going on the same uh, mindset, you know. It's, you know, I would like to you know win this, but I'm, I'm you know my my plan is to leave Sunday. You know, if 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 we do win it, then then we'll we'll change uh, change plans then. When would the announcer of the overall thing be? Uh, well, not to be redundant. When would the? Uh, well, when would the winner be announced? That's what I wanted to say uh, on Tuesday. Uh, Is yeah, that? Yeah, the, the the winner of the barbecue uh, would be uh, Saturday yep. evening. And then overall, so we, like for the overall World Food Championships on Tuesday, do you know what time that's supposed to take place? Um, if if it's, I think it's based on last year. I think uh, you know, the final table. We you know we started to. Uh, Coming in, I think at five o'clock, final table. We we were staged at uh, the nine categories, so we they kind of drew a, drew a number out, and we were to turn in every like fifteen minutes. So we had a fifteen minute turn in time, and I think that be, began at like five o'clock last year. So I'm sure that's pretty much the same uh, same schedule. So five o'clock on Tuesday, they'll start to, you know. You know, we present uh, the final table, which is a—it's uh, not a, a blind um, judging. It's a—you know—we present right up to the—you know—the the final table judges. So we explain our dishes. So there's there's nothing blind about the the final table. Do you like that, or would you rather have it in a in a blind sense, like you get at the regular um, competition? Well, let me let me ask I, a I different think... question. Do you do you think that there? 
if you have somebody that has a way with words or that's kind of a showman, do you think that uh, they could, that could possibly benefit them? And it has really nothing to do with how good the quality of their food is, but maybe they're drawing you in or being a little bit romantic, not in a romantic way, but they're, you know, they just have that bravado and that charisma that uh, some other people won't. And I mean, who can help that, right? You want the food to be able to stand on its own in the end and be judged. Right, right. I, you know, I, I think that, yeah, I would, I would, I, if I had to go on one side of the fence or the other, I would think it, I would say just maybe a blind judging because, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not maybe a, you know, just gather a sales guide, you know, to, to sell that kind of stuff. You have people, you know, you have teams out there that can sell that. Um, I think last year in, in maybe I kicked myself, um, you know, I, I took third overall in the final table and missed, you know, missed winning, you know, hundred thousand by two points. So I was asked a question by Robin Leach, um, about how do I keep my sauce on my ribs and not falling off? Uh, at that, when he was asking me that I was up on stage and, and Louis Anderson was right next to me. He, he was te- talking to me and he wanted to take a selfie. So I wasn't really paying attention and I, I kind of got caught up in the moment and I didn't really answer his question correctly. And I don't know if I, if that was a hundred thousand dollars or $95,000 mistake. Yeah. Um, so, so I think, you know, I can see it both ways, you know, makes it more, uh, you know, interesting, for, especially for the, you know, the people that are not involved or especially the, you know, the, the crowd, they kind of like that kind of stuff or for TV that, that makes, you know, good for TV. But I think if you want to, you know, go down to just, you know, judging the food, then it should be just blind. But I, I think either way, it, it doesn't matter. You know, this is what it is. So I'm, you know, if you make the final table, you, you know, you have to be prepared for that. Is uh, Jim Elser's brother going to be there? Well, he's in Vegas right now, so he's supposed to. I'm supposed to pick him up at the airport in the morning, so we'll oh. see if I, uh, if I can uh, pick he's, him up. He is so annoying on the chat room. I mean, can you get a handle on this guy? Oh my god! Slap him around a little bit when you see him for me. No, but but he, uh, he, you know, last year, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I have to give him a uh, big credit because you know he, I, I can do it without him, and you know he. There's just so much going on, especially for the you know on the final table last year. Honestly, I had so I I pretty much did not do a lot of the cooking. I delegated a lot of that because there was just you know the TV stuff was there and you know interview and, and the people, you know, and that's hard for me to do. As I'm pretty much a you know one or two man team, you know, throughout the regular competition, that I I I pretty much do everything. So, you know, it was it was grateful that i had him there and you know some other people to help me to help me with with that so i and and we're gonna i'm gonna have plenty of help uh this weekend so i, I i'm gonna need that is the setup down there conducive to a, a logistics success or do you see potential headaches where you guys are at um i i think uh and i and i've said this before even when it was in vegas i think the barbecue nothing against the you know the world you know, um, Mike Cloud and those people, there's nothing, you know, I think the barbecue kind of gets, you know, kind of, you know, shafted a little bit. We're, we're about probably 10 miles or maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes from the other competitors. So we're in a, we're, we're actually in a, in a parking lot at the host hotel, you know, 10, 15 minutes away. So all the action is in another part of Kissimmee. So we're, we're kind of like, not saying the redhead, redheaded step, 
child over here, but we're going to like push that here a little bit, which, which in, in Vegas, we were in a back lot anyway. So we weren't, it, it would be nice if they could put us all together to, 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 um, maybe, you know, have the experience of, you know, all the other categories, but you know, this is just coming in here. This is like a regular barbecue contest. Why don't they put the people that bake 10 or 15 miles away? I mean, give me a break. I'm offended. As a, as a human, I'm offended for you, uh, Jim, and I know you won't say it, so I'll say it for you. Uh, to be yeah. uh, cast off like this, I mean, I don't understand why you guys are so far away. So when, in the end, do you get to, if you, when you make it to the final table, do you get to move up and at least be in town with everybody else, or do you still got to cook yeah. 25 miles away or in Cuba? No, no. <laughs> No, they'll move us out. Last year, you know, we we actually, uh, you know, where we were at in in Vegas, they actually moved us down to, you know, the what they call it, the kitchen arena. So we actually moved our trailer down there, and we got down there. So they'll do the same thing here, but you know, for the for the you know the normal barbecue contest, we're you know we're we're out of out of out of sight, basically sight of out of sight. Out of sight. I know. You're trying to play nice, but I won't play nice for you. Uh, Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q joining me here on the show. SweetSmokeTheLetterQ.com is the website, and he is going to be laying it down in an effort to repeat as World Food Championship barbecue champion. Uh, Jim, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on, and uh, good luck this coming week. I appreciate you having me, man. Yeah, you got it. There he is. Buckeye. Jim Elser looking to repeat as World Food Champ, uh, World Food Championship Barbecue Champion. That's a mouthful. Folks, if you're like me, you're looking for ways to step up the barbecue and grilling game. No better or easier way to do that than by adding a little Butcher Barbecue to your arsenal. Hey, yo, Butcher. ButcherBBQ.com, that's right. Well known for the injections, the pork, the beef, the prime injection, the bird booster. By the way, on that prime injection... That has combined all the things loved for their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer, its ability to keep your brisket juicy. They've combined it with what has become a competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Perhaps you're looking for the go-to rub or sauce. Friends, you've hit the mother load here as well. Butcher's Barbecue has a full line of award-winning rubs. One of my personal favorites is the steak rub. Of course, everybody knows I love that honey rub. Oh, my God. If you inject with Butchers, try the premium rub. It's formulated to work with the injection. A perfect one-two punch to impress the judges and the friends in the neighborhood. Last but not least, oh boy, now we're talking. Butchers Barbecue Sweet Barbecue Sauce. Look, when it comes to sauce, I'm as picky as it gets. Everybody can attest to that. Butcher's Sweet Sauce wins in every category for me. Not overly sweet, no. Even though they're sweet in the name, it's not overly sweet. We got a nice slice of tang, just the right amount of back end heat. For crying out loud, no liquid smoke. Dave took the time and effort to make a high-quality sauce. Didn't take the easy way out when flavoring, like a lot of people do, by putting in that devil's urine, better known as liquid smoke. Grab a box of six. It's going to go fast. Trust me, I know I live in a house full of women, and it's consumed expeditiously. No worries about breaking the bank when it comes to shipping either. Items totaling up to $55 ship at $8.50. Between $55 and $200 ship at $9.75. Anything over $200 ships for free. What do I say each and every week? Buy over $200 worth of stuff and save on the ship. I mean, it's easy to do. Easy to do. 
The grilling oils, did I mention the grilling oils? Buy the grilling oils, folks. You're going to love them. You'll thank me later. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com and stock up right now. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Butcher's Barbecue. Always trust your butcher. Let's wrap this show up here. Stick around. We'll be right back. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Jim Elser from Sweet Smoke Q for joining me talking about the impending World Food Championships and his potential of repeating as the WFC barbecue champ. Good luck to Jim on getting back there and taking it. Jim, word of advice, tell Robin Leach to F you. F you. F you, F you, F you. I'm not going to answer your question about sauce on the rib. It's ridiculous. What? Sauce on the rib. Who? Sauce on the rib. Jim is answering his that man about sauce on the rib. Who's that man with Jim taking a picture? He's going to cost Jim $100,000. What? $100,000. That's what I said. Leave him alone. I agree. Leave Jim alone. All right. We're going to wrap it up all the way back in the first hour. We talked with Tim Shear from Gateway Drum Smokers. Don't forget, you can save 10% on your order at Gateway Drum Smokers if you use my last name at checkout, Rempe, R-E-M-P-E. Boom. Save you 10% just like that. Then we talked with Brad Barrett from Grill Great, grillgreat.com. Lovely, lovely. If you're looking for replacement grill grates or just retro the grill grates you have in your your grill right now, even if you don't need them, retro them right now. You're going to thank me later. Spend the 85 100 bucks. never buy them again, get rid of the flare-ups, get the infrared cooking going on. They're lovely. Grillgrate.com. Also, we thank Ray Lampy for his monthly appearance and Jim Elser down in Celebration, Florida for the World Food Championships. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. And until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. <laughs>